The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. In Springfield, we told you that Senator Durbin stops by about 7.15. Governor Prisker is going to stop by about 8.30. Uh, the opening act, boy, you you, you set the bar <laughs> high for these people, huh? They got to yeah. follow Susanna Mendoza. Good luck to them. All right, huh? I don't know what it is about you and I and these six thirty a.m. rendezvous, Sam. But <laughs> we have to stop meeting like this that's for sure. Oh my Six thirty in the morning. So how you been? Been back to Chicago after the parade? Did you stay around for a while, or did you get home for a while? No, you know, I actually had to go visit my mom. I don't know if you heard, but she had a horrible, horrible accident. She was out visiting my aunt Maria in Mexico. Her sister lives out there. Okay, and. Um, I was going to be traveling so much for work, going to New York, um, you know, downstate, just not at home. And she lives at home with me. She was 87. Okay. And so I took her out to see my aunt for three months. I was supposed to pick her up in September, and I went in June uh, to drop her off. And uh, I visited her as a surprise with my little guy, who's 10, who right. she adores, right? Sure. More than me, frankly. <laughs> um, but... Uh, <laughs> We were there July 5th, 6th, 7th. They were supposed to come back the 8th, but on the 7th, I got a call that she had fallen while she had been sleeping, I guess, and nobody knew till the next oh day. She broke her arm, and she had a massive brain um, injury that required surgery to, like, release the swelling and right. get the blood out. It was horrible, Sam. And so I ended up getting stuck there three weeks. Um, she survived, but she, and thankfully, has no brain damage. But it's going to be a long and painful recovery for her. So I just uh, went to visit her again on August 11th, which was her birthday. She turned 88. I didn't mm. think she'd make it when mm. she had this accident. Sure. And I took my little boy. We surprised her, and we brought a mariachi band. Can you imagine to that <laughs> senior center that she's at? It was awesome. And uh, I just got back on, uh, what's today? Uh, I Wednesday? Think Wednesday. Monday night. Yeah. I got back Monday night. So I came straight to Springfield, and uh, yeah, it's been hard. This last month and a half has been super-duper hard, but you know... Um, it just reminds you, like, you're not the only one going through this, right? There's lots of people who have family who are, you know, in a bad situation. And certainly I'm thankful that I still have her. She's 88, and doctor says she's going to be okay, but it's still super scary, you know? You know, you touched on Let me just uh, real quick share that uh, my oldest granddaughter, Shay, was on the stage with us for the parade right behind me and, and with a couple other, one of her sisters. And, well, anyway, uh, she wakes up at... Uh, well, that was Thursday, when Friday morning at 3.30, can't breathe. Oh, no. So my daughter immediately runs her in. She's been in intensive care oh, at St. John's. Oh, she's still there? Yeah. Oh, But Sam, she's I'm doing so well. No, no, thank that. you. No, it's a boy, I tell you. Last night she was talking. She's sitting up. They said, nah, we're getting close to, you know, maybe three or four more days. So what but happened? You're right. um, they don't know. Oh, well, yeah, they scary. think that it's kind of pneumonia that set in back in maybe January uh, and it affected her breathing. They never got it straightened up and yeah. she just had a flare up and so on. And she, I think, I don't know. I'm it's worried, scary, but, but yeah, yeah. It really is. Totally. You know, and, and you realize, and it's in the intensive care in the pediatric center and you think, okay, this is minor compared to what some people are going through. Right. You know, it really is. But your mother, bless, bless you. And the Thank most important you. thing, I just, you know, uh, you, you not only talk it, you you practice it. Family's number one. Oh, for sure, hundred huh? percent. I mean, why do we do what we do, right? Absolutely. It's always, um, and for me, it's uh, you know, it, you were at the swearing in. You saw me walk my mom out. Yes. I'm so proud of what I get to do, and I try to do it to the best of my ability because I want to make her proud. 
And so to see her, she's like feisty as hell, you know. I always tell people, nobody tells me what to do except my mother, right? She bosses me around still, and I'm scared of her, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to see her in that type of a vulnerable state like that, so... How are things in the office going? Oh, awesome. Off, yeah, tell me about the office we're going to talk about today because I know you're very much involved Yeah, so, today. I mean, things are great financially. Our state's in better financial shape than we've been in decades. So I'm super proud to have been leading um, our state in a much better direction and be at the helm of all of the financial turnaround. You know, that's awesome. And people can go to bed at night knowing that for the first time in long, 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 long time, more probably longer than they remember, our state is actually on the rise and... Our finances, like I said, are, are super solid. We are at almost $2 billion of a rainy day fund. When I took this office over, we had like $48,000 in the rainy day fund. That's mm -hmm. not enough for 30 seconds. No. And while $2 billion sounds like a lot, we need at least probably 4 to $4.5 billion to be comfortable because um, most states have about 40 days worth of reserves on, on hand. In Illinois, even with $2 billion, we're only at about 10 days. Uh, so we don't necessarily need 40 days because we do need to, I think, better target paying down our pension obligations. But we definitely need to be at least at around 20 to 25 days of reserve. So that's the goal. Uh, so when you hear $2 billion, don't get excited because it's, it's awesome, but it's not awesome enough, right? So we're going to keep uh, trying to uh, put pressure on, on the legislature, on governors, to make sure that they continue to be fiscally disciplined, as this governor and this administration has been. So that's good. We need more of that. Um, and then our payment cycle, right, which is what people really, really oh. care about. And that's how you judge how well the state's doing financially. Because when you talk billions of dollars, it just kind of goes over people's heads. It's too much money. Sure. You don't know what that means. But what it does mean is that we're paying our bills faster than we have in decades. Um, I spoke yesterday to... Uh, this uh, business guy who said, man, I hope you never leave that job because what if uh, we get someone else and they're not as good at it, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's such a nice compliment. But uh, uh, thank you for that. But he said, we've never been paid faster. And that's a signal to the business community that Illinois is a good place to do business, right? We're paying our bills right now in under 15 days, wow. Sam. That's faster than the private sector. And we've been doing that for a good almost now three years. So um, again, a lot of this financial turnaround happened even before we got a penny of the federal stimulus in the door and all of that money has been utilized to pay down our COVID related expenses that we otherwise of course wouldn't have had and the cool thing is that people can track how I've spent every one of their dollars whether state or federal on our website I'm super transparent about how people's hard-earned dollars are being spent and we're going to continue to be that way uh, you know it goes without saying that you know look at the results of election and your numbers are obviously very very impressive how do you think you've been able to relate to even people on the other side of the aisle in the independent because the vote numbers you get obviously you have a bigger uh touch scope whatever than just your political party well number one i get around the whole state right i mean i may live in chicago but i probably spend more time down like in central and southern illinois specifically more so than i do um even at home right my family can attest to that and i Tra they travel with me so many places. Like tomorrow, we're heading to Lake of Egypt in southern Illinois. Sure. I'm taking my husband and my son. He starts school on Monday. So we're, um, you know, we're a family that travels together and, and loves this state together. But I, I know that people recognize that the time that I've put into getting to know their communities, getting to know them, I never, ever ask somebody, are you a Democrat or a Republican when I meet them, right? They're an Illinoisan, and I have the, the privilege of getting to represent them. And, and I know that people know that that's not a phony thing that I say. So they've seen me so much, people downstate say, hey, when are you going to register to vote, right? So that's, I think, translates into people trusting 
that the job that I'm doing that they have been paying attention to is um, in their best interest. So we'll leave it at that, I guess, right? I know. Wanda Redenauer and Duke Coin. That's my girl. She thinks you're the the queen. Good to see you. Yeah, she's the queen. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you, Sam. Susanna Mendoza stopping by. We're live at the fair. Stay with us. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.